Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The CoLab. We are a collective of professionals sharing our experiences working in fashion, beauty, wellness, and retail. We pair up two people. They get to interview each other. So you'll hear one story this week and one story next week. We hope you'll listen to these stories, love them, share them, and then join us at jointhecolab.com and share your story. Hi, I'm Barry Shore, and I am so thrilled to introduce Beryl Solomon, the founder and CEO of Poplar, which is dubbed a modern drugstore, but having shopped it, it is so much more than a drugstore. All of a sudden, I just opened the site and saw this entrepreneur in front of me without even shopping, and then started to shop and really got excited. So I would love, love, Beryl, if you could give me sort of your life story starting from how did you come to this earth? How did you end up where you are? Totally. Oh my God. Such an open mic. Okay. I love it. I like literally left when I was 18 to go to the University of Pennsylvania and like was like, I'm leaving and never coming back. Like literally packed my baby book, like was like, see ya. Knew I wanted like you know, sort of big city, East Coast life, etc. Yeah, went to Penn, got bachelor's degree, actually stayed and got a master's in government and public policy, thought I wanted to save the world. Well, I still think I want to save the world, but thought the way to save the world was maybe by getting a master's in government and public policy. Uh, I worked for IBM for several years in DC, realized, unfortunately, at least at that time, that uh, being a cog in the wheel consulting for the public service was not indeed going to change the world. And that I was going to uh, work for many, many, many years in front of me, and I better find something that I enjoy. So I pivoted and I went into fashion. I had a long career in fashion, about 15 years, big names, small names, startup life, big companies, you name it. I'm really a generalist. I mean, Beryl, for me, sorry to interrupt. No, interrupt. When you say small names, big names, I, I don't see many small names here. You really, I mean, I am, this is me. I didn't pivot. I have gone a straight linear path, not so linear, but I'm telling you, Kate Spade in theory are where you cut your teeth in a big way. And for a long time, long time, yes. You have a, a ton. And like, I, I'm, I'm dying to hear about Norma Kamali. Feel free to like elaborate there too. Totally. I cut my teeth at theory. I actually tried to get a job in fashion and pivot from the public sector. And everyone pretty much told me that I could start being their receptionist. And I, you know, was like, I mean, with all due respect, I, I have two degrees from an Ivy League institution. Like, really? Like, is that the best? And uh, for multiple people, um, multiple companies, like I applied for a junior merchandising role or, you know, whatever it was. And, and, and the response was like, well, you could be a receptionist. So being the overachiever that I am, I was like, well, that's no good. Not to mention the fact that it wouldn't have been able to pay rent in my tiny shoebox of a New York City apartment. My husband is 6'4", and when we started dating, he used to joke that he could touch from one, from his toe to his finger the entirety of my apartment, just to give you a sense of how small it was. I love it. I actually enrolled in Parsons, and Theory was actually one of my internships while I was at Parsons that I parlayed into a job. Followed a boss from Theory to Kate Spade, worked at Kate Spade for a long time. I would say that's really where I got a master's in fashion, whatever that means. Um, when I joined, we were doing $100 million in sales and not profitable. When I left, we were approaching the billion dollar mark with you know EBITDA off the charts. Um, so 
but but when you have that sort of growth and you're part of that sort of journey, it can also be soul sucking. So during that time, you know, I got married, I had a baby, like all of those things. And so all of a sudden I looked up and I was like, whoa, my life has changed. And like, I still work in these walls. Like, am I missing something? So I left Kate and decided I'd try my hand at consulting. My first client was Kate Spade. So I actually ended up staying for quite a while and helping them launch Kate Spade Saturday which was awesome. And then went on um, really by word of mouth to find some other consulting opportunities. You mentioned Norma Kamali, Alexis Batar, Pamela Love. um, And then one of my clients was State Bags, which I ended up joining full time as their first CEO, hiring up a team and did that for a couple of years until I guess drum roll. um, I had a personal journey where I added cannabis to my health and wellness routine and decreased my pharmaceutical anti-anxiety meds. It not only did it change my life on obviously like a personal health level, but I looked at it as a business person, as a branding, marketing, operational fashion person. And I was like, this is an opportunity. Like, why aren't we talking about this? This is 2017, early 2018. And I just kept, I don't know, you know, when something like kind of sticks in your craw and you just kind of keep, you're like, God, I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about it. And when you're the CEO of a startup, like you're supposed to only think about that startup. And so I was like, I feel like I have to read these signs. So one night over sushi, I told my husband I was going to start a cannabis company. And he was like, spit out his like tuna in my face. We had two small babies, you know, the whole thing. But of course I was like, this is this, there's, there's going to be money in this. There's going to be opportunity in this. And so I concepted Poplar. The intention was to be um, the net-a-porter of legal cannabis. The idea was to collect the best products, put them um, in one place, start with the best in legal cannabis, which at that time and still today in many ways is CBD, and evolve into full-fledged THC cannabis when the time is right, comes to New York, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, bravo to you. Um, to pivot into something that actually made a change for your life, part of your journey in this life as a mother. And I know as well, being a mother, um, I understand the need for sometimes an anti-anxiety medicine, especially during this pandemic. But the pivot and the strength and the just the boldness to do so, like impressed me so much on your LinkedIn profile. Thank you. I still have to give myself a pep talk some morning. So I appreciate it because it's a hard journey, especially not only to pivot, but to pivot into a highly regulated, highly confusing, no pun intended. There are so many puns. It's kind of annoying, but into an industry that didn't even exist. Like sometimes I'm like, gosh, should I have just stayed and like, I don't know, gotten a job at Ralph Lauren. And there are obviously certain (laughs) moments that I feel like maybe that would have been the better choice. But I think it is my sort of going back to my original desire to sort of like make the world better than how I found it or how we found it. However, you sort of think about this life and this earth. And, you know, maybe the way to do that was not to, uh, you know, work with old white men in DC, right? but rather to try to quite honestly, put cannabis in the hands of women like you and women like me and be able to talk about it. And you have put cannabis in the hands of women like me, because the first thing I did when I found out about this was I went on your site. I did a full analysis of everything from UX to assortment. That is my job. I realized that what you have done 
you know, there is a term in retail and merchandising that I'm sure you're familiar with, which is breadth versus depth. And the beauty of online is nobody knows how much depth you have. And so you don't have a ton of breadth, but you have really high end things because I have compared you to other sites that sell just phony baloney. I will tell you that the items that I purchased, first of all, it was a lovely experience. Checkout was seamless. Yay! Only one of the items did I um, start using so far, and it is the diffuser that you stick up your nose and you snort. Mm, it's lovely, which makes everyone on the phone is cringing, but it's not scary at all. And it's so reminiscent of college, the smell, everything. It's lovely. And when I took it out, and took a whiff of it during a family moment over Christmas. My father said, what the hell's going on? What's going on in here? Right, exactly. What are you snorting? That's right. So in my list of notes for you, I you answered my question, which was, I mean, in four states in this country, everything is legal. Like you could do anything, right? So there are only seven states where CBD is, is only legal, right? But it TC is like, is legally okay in the West, like mad, and in parts of the Northeast where you have the more liberals in charge. I'm happy that you're going to go in full, you know, whole hog once it's available, because I think this is a thing. I've been to parties when the pandemic was dying down just in the past two years where people have been so emotionally affected and on every spread where the liquor was, there were- Part of me cheers about that, part of me cringes about that, and I'll obviously give you my like my take on it. I saw, and you know this from like a fashion perspective, like when I looked at the market, when I was like, you know, becoming a new consumer, if you will, and I had a, you know, medical card in New York, and so have been able to buy cannabis legally within the state of New York for, for quite some time, and also have made it my business, even before it was quite literally my business, to you know, go to a dispensary in California and sort of understand that process, the journey to sort of educate myself and in and of, and just on a personal level to say, okay, I'm going to use this to replace pharmaceutical medication, like was a long, arduous, you know, adventure, I suppose. When I looked at the market, I, there was this bongs and thongs culture that I call it, right? Which is like, you gives you a perfect visual. You have like long nails, even though now long nails are in, which I, I don't know who can do that, but whatever. Long nails, boobs, tits and ass, you know, like whatever that may be. And like, that did not speak to me. I mean, you know, I may not be, you know, classic theory or Kate Spade. I happen to think I'm a little bit like edgier than that. I'm wearing a full buttoned up plaid shirt right now. Well, one thing I will tell you is as a good merchant of 30 years, you are not who you buy for. Your job is to see through the customer's eyes. So the, that vision you just, you know, put in front of all of us, you know, that, that vision, you know, if they want it, fine. But you know what? If they want to buy it from you because you are the net apporter and they are aware that your product is better than others, good for them, let them buy it. But you are targeting a specific audience. And you know what? The more people that come to your site because it's better than the rest, the better. Yeah, totally. And it's so interesting though, right? Because it's like, right now I can't even really make money off of what my ultimate goal is, right? So CBD is just a toe in the water, if you will, right? It's our long tail. And so you will see dispensaries 
in New York that anyone can go to, meaning without a medical card, probably in 2023. So the goal and the dream is that, you know, Poplar is one of those, whether it's physical brick and mortar, whether we exist online, like all of those, a lot of rules and regulations remain sort of unknown, if you will. But that's, but that's the goal. And to your point, how do you create an assortment that speaks to something that you can't even really sell, right? So how do you evoke feeling and a vibe and speak to a certain customer in lieu of being able to sell them weed? Because our whole thing is like, we are actually so far above board, like we don't want any misconception about what we do. Because I think that that's what our customer wants, needs values, whatever, you know, fill in the blank. I don't even know that when I started Poplar that the customer existed, to your point, right? But I think now, yeah, like, hey, I'm going to have a dinner party. Okay, what's on my list of what I'm going to shop for? I'm going to shop for wine, tequila, champagne, food, and weed, like whether it's in the form of edibles or seltzers or whatever. But I think, you know, the benefits, like, A, it's medicinal, no matter if you take it recognized recreationally or not, right? Just like I think most people are self-medicating by hitting the bottle, right? Like in whatever format that is. When you think about women, mothers, high earners, professionals, like we don't have time for hangovers. We don't have time to feel like shit. We don't have time for any of like for any of those. How about people with autoimmune diseases that can't drink? Yours truly. I don't drink. There you go. People who don't drink and I, my alcohol consumption has gone way down since I, you know, embraced cannabis. And that's just a nice byproduct, right? So yeah, whether you're using it sort of for fun, right, instead of alcohol, or you're using it as anti-anxiety, as anti-inflammation, to calm your nerves, like whatever the case may be, it's just like, the way we were raised to think about weed is just not true. Actually, today, there was a study released that found that one of the cannabinoids, which is like one of the pieces essentially that makes up cannabis, they actually think it might prevent you from getting COVID. Oh my God. Like, you know, and it's like the science is evolving in real time, like the whole thing. And so my sort of, I believe my role here is to, is to reframe what a weed mom, if you want to say in quotes, or what a cannabis user or what a, whatever you want to be like, what does that person look like? And I want to be like, it looks like me. And that I think is the exciting conversation. And it's funny because I followed you on Instagram. So I'm not a stalker. No, I fo- I just followed you back actually this morning. And I have to tell you, it's very nice to see someone who looks very much like me, just younger. Hashtag weed mom. So that sort of lends me into my, my closing here. So there are two closing questions for you. Now that you are your own business owner and one that is a bit on the, as you said, it's a lot. It's a lot of legal. It's a lot of regulatory. You don't just put goods up on the site and sell it. Everything needs to be, you know, checked a million times. What is your day to day? Do you find yourself working 24 seven or do you find your quality of life being a business owner now and an entrepreneur, a better way of life? And being a better parent to your kids, not because of the actual weed, but because of this pivot that you've made to be an entrepreneur. I think, honestly, it depends on the minute you catch me, because I think I vacillate. My overall takeaway also is the time of COVID just changed everything. So I have two boys. They're almost seven and almost nine. So first and third grade, right? So we've now been in this pandemic for two years, let's call it, for all intents and purposes. So started when my little one was in pre-K, 
right? And my big one was in first grade. When I think of that moment and what we've been able to do, my husband and I, and how we have truly been able to be flexible, shower our boys in love and safety and all of those things, there is no question that I would not have had that flexibility. I always say like, if I had just like gotten a job working for Ralph Lauren, that's always like my example. Like there is no question that I would not have had that flexibility. I'm grateful every day for that. I think also though, I have learned what I think about today, you know, I'm 41. Like my perspective today is I'm not going to work 24 hours a day. Not because there's not stuff to do, but because like, it's not sustainable. It's not going to bring me more joy and it's going to take away from my kids. And actually my husband reminds me all the time, you know, my gravestone isn't going to say like, entrepreneur who really gave it her all in an unregulated industry. You're absolutely right. You know, it's going to say, and he says it all the time, you know, which sometimes is welcome feedback and sometimes is not, you know, for the past year or so, like, you know, from let's call it 905 when the boys are out the door until, you know, depending on after school and whatever, until let's call it four o'clock. That's work time. And unless there's some a conversation I need to have that's outside of those bounds, like fundraising or, you know, a trip to see something or to meet with an investor, you know, if there's obviously like important things to do, but I trust my judgment on those things. And I really try, like, I'm a, I'm a machine from 9.05 to four o'clock. Like, don't get in my way. Don't mess with me. You know, it's like, that is my time to focus on Poplar. Yes. But that's 9.05 to 4 o'clock, which is, I have to say, a hell of a lot better than a lot of people out there glued to their computers in the pandemic and their computer is on 24-7 and they are glued. And it's because you work for yourself and not for someone else. And I give you like a million like, I, I can't even, like I'm so in awe of you. I love that. Here's what I will say just to like, for those who may be listening, I also have not taken a salary. And that is hard on so many levels. I am A, privileged and lucky enough to be able to be in a position that I don't need to. I mean, eventually this needs to monetize itself. This is not like a nonprofit, but you know, for now. So I am incredibly lucky. And secondly, because of that, I have made the decision or my husband and I have made the decision to not pay for childcare. That's my sort of like contribution, which by no means equals out, you know, like what we were paying someone, like whatever. But we made changes to pursue this. And I am part of a very lucky group of people who even had the opportunity to make that. And everyone can't do that. And so like, and I recognize that and I am appreciative of that. Of course. That's part of the like, thank my lucky stars every day that I wake up that like I can live in this space and and do this. But also, and everyone who knows me, I, I am like in it, you know? And so while I say I'm done, like I'm making it a little more glamorous. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. And then I take them, change them, drop them off at their swim team, and then email like a banshee for the 43 minutes I can, you know, like whatever it may be that I can carve out. I am afforded enormous opportunity by working for myself, especially in this time. And I hope I am grateful and sort of like give it back to my kids. But also as they get older, they have less interest. And they need me from a like, you know, moment to moment basis, like what my son needed at four, versus what he needs now at six, almost seven. Just wait, they lead you less. Exactly. To close it up, because I think we're running out of time. All of this leads me to my last and probably 
most important question um, for Poplar with what's going to happen inevitably in the next six to 18 months in New York and the other states, where do you see Poplar in five years? What's your LRP? What's your long range plan? I want to be a multi-brand retailer selling the best cannabis out there. So whether it's the Bergdorf Goodman of, the Net-A-Porte of, the whatever you want to say, and that doesn't mean fancy, expensive, but a curated shopping experience. I think it's omni-channel. I think it's a combination of digital and brick and mortar, because especially with the category that's confusing, you need to be able to touch, feel, ask, experience, et cetera. And, you know, you trust Poplar and Poplar, you know, you go to your I'm going to overgeneralize, but, you know, you go to your soul cycle class and then you go get your hair blown dry and then you're swinging by Whole Foods. And then before you go home, you're going to swing by Poplar. And that's your journey. And there is a customer. And P.S. It's not just women, but women make 90 something percentage of household purchases and whatever, fill in the blank. And, you know, and then they're going to bring their husbands or their dads, right? Because also you have this I believe I'm marketing to the generation that's going to go up and down, right? We are starting to take care of our parents. We also sometimes have kids that are old enough, you know, legally to maybe consume or are sick and need to consume cannabis in some way, shape or form, right? That's right. As a caretaker, we have unique responsibilities as women. And so, yeah, I mean, in five years, Poplar is the place that you get your cannabis, just like Barney's used to be the place that you got your RIP, the start of our demise as a culture. All right. Well, I think that was amazing. I give you, again, credit. Love your site. I just ordered two more things last night. I saw. I saw. Yeah, we'll get them out to you. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, I'm excited to receive it. I'm very interested in this whole mushroom craze, so I'm going to try this. Love it. I really think that when you say you are the net porter, it really is a very, very good characterization of the site. It's very clean, it's a beautifully done site, it's beautiful navigation. And I think that as the market grows and, you know, it's just going to get bigger and better. And I hope that I don't have to leave Burger Goodman after lunch. I hope you have a pop-up shop right on the seventh floor that I can stop into right there. Amen, sister. I love it. I love it. So thank you so much. Thanks for your time and your inspiration, frankly. Thank you. Thank you so much, Barry. Great questions. I had the best time. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for being here for the Collab Career Stories podcast. Please follow us on social media at Join the Collab. And sign up to become a member and share your story at jointhecollab.com.